North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, all of you lovely people. You're listening to Dr. Low Radio. I am Dr. Lauren Noel, your host. So great to have you here joining me for another show. I have had a crazy adventure the last uh, few <laughs> the last few weeks. I've started in Austin, Texas. Then I flew to LA and then I flew to Europe. I was in Europe for about a week and a half, um, Paris, London, I went to Ireland and Scotland, and then flew to um, back down to San Diego, drove up to Santa Barbara, went camping for a while, got to hang out with um, Dave Asprey and Dr. Tom O'Brien and James and some other friends camping up there near Santa Barbara. So much fun getting nature on, and then now I'm back in San Diego. It's been just madness. So I am uh, kind of just getting back into this, into the groove of things, but um, it's been a blast. It's been a little bit of crazy adventure. So this topic tonight, I think is something that I can really use a bit more of. Uh, we're going to be talking about Qigong and using energy work and how amazing this is to incorporate into your daily life and how to do it and uh, what it's all about. And so I'm excited for this topic. Um, we'll jump into it in just a few minutes, but just want to give you an announcement. If you're local here in the San Diego area, I'm going to be giving a lecture on hormones. Uh, the topic is called Wine, Women, and Hormones. So it's pretty self-explanatory. It's for women. We'll be having some wine, some really yummy food, and I will be lecturing about how to balance out your hormones using natural treatments. I'll be talking about the benefits of bioidentical hormones, who it's for, who it's not for, how to do it safely. And so if you're in San Diego or if you want to come out for that, we'd love to see you. It's free, so even better. And that will be on May 27th. It's a Wednesday. It's going to be at the Curious Fork at 6 o'clock. And if you'd like more information and to stay in the loop about that, go ahead over to shawnnaturalmedicine.com, sign up for our email list, and we will send you over the information for that uh, for that event and how you can RSVP. So shawnnaturalmedicine.com, sign up for the email list, and we will give you all that information. It'd be great to see you. So let's see. Is there any other announcements I have for you guys? I think that's the main thing. All right, so tonight we have a guest who is an expert on Qigong. We have Shoshana Katzman on the show. And I heard her on another podcast, was really impressed with with her um, expertise in this area. And, you know, it's one of those topics you really want someone who knows what they're talking about, because I think in the area of energy medicine, it can be, you know, a little kind of out there. And with this show, we have had some topics that have been a little out there, but we always bring in, you know, research and how to really support this using science. And I don't think everything has to be, you know, super research or anything, but I do think that there's a lot of a lot of, you know, a lot of woo-woo out there, right? So, and some of the woo-woo is, is powerful and it can heal, and I totally get that. But also, I think there's a lot of kind of woo-woo that's not so legit. So, I love to have guests who I think are really, really their stuff. So, uh, Shauna, she's been the director of the Red Bank Acupuncture and Wellness Center in Shrewsbury, New Jersey, since 1988. She's a practitioner in the field of acupuncture and Chinese medicine. She's for over 40 years. So she herself is an acupuncturist, a Chinese herbalist, Tai Chi, and a Qigong professional and internet medicine specialist. 
sheathed her knowledge of Oriental and holistic medicine both nationally and internationally. She's the author of Qigong for Staying Young, a simple 20-minute workout to cultivate your vital energy. And she's the co-author of Feeling Light, the holistic solution to permanent weight loss and wellness. Shoshana is the current chairperson for the National Qigong Association Advisory Council, for which she has she was the first woman president in 2004. She's also the co-founder and organizer of eight annual women's wellness conferences in New Jersey. She's helped thousands of women learn how to integrate both holistic and Western medicine into their lives. They've featured keynote speakers such as Caroline Miss, Christine Northrup, um, Coretta Scott King, Richard Simmons, so definitely an amazing lineup. To learn more about Shoshana, you can check out her website, healing4u.com. That's healing, the number four, and then the letter u.com. So, so great to have you on the show, Shoshana. Welcome to Dr. Ladio. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Am I pronouncing your name correctly? Shoshana. Shoshana. Awesome. Just making sure. I've been on so many radio shows where the whole time they just butcher my name and I'm like, do I say something? Do I just let it slide? So just wanted to clear it up right off the bat. So thanks for coming on. And I know you and I haven't had the pleasure of meeting yet, um, but I'm sure we will at some point. So I would love to hear more about you. I know a lot of times we specialize in things that we've had experience with or sometimes we've had our own kind of health you know, journey to get to where we are. So why Qigong? What brought you to, you know, studying this and specializing in this so much? I first uh, began Qigong along with Tai Chi and Kung Fu in the Panhandle, San Francisco Panhandle, in 1974. Uh, People were out in the park uh, doing these beautiful, beautiful movements, and I was very attracted to it. And began uh, studying and practicing and learning the forms, and it just, uh, it just became um, very much um, a huge part of my life. And did you feel your own kind of health benefits from incorporating this? Uh, almost immediately. I was 24 years old at the time, but I didn't feel very healthy. My knees, I had a lot of pain in my knees. I was fatigued all the time. And I immediately began to feel increased energy. The pain in my knees went away and I I felt like myself again. Um, wow. I had gone through a very, very uh, tough transition after college where I really, I, I was working in nursing homes as a social worker, and I was living back east after graduating college, and I was uh, working in a nursing home where I had driven, uh, taken the, the residents out for reality orientation, taking them out for rides in the country, and I, while I was driving about five miles an hour, uh, an open jeep came and hit us head on, and um, I, it was the first time I ever had a white light tunnel experience. Mm. And uh, I was 24, and I must have had uh, three, I think three more that year. But um, So that was a, a real life changer, to realize that there's something other than the physical that exists out there, you know, going yeah. down the tunnel and 
realizing something else exists. And I guess that was that was my first entree. And from that experience, I realized I needed to leave the East Coast. And um, a lot of the young people my age and a little older would tell me stories about these energy healers or these guru-type characters, energy people that would draw people across the country. So that was the other, the second time I heard about energy medicine. Mm-hmm. And I was just drawn to go cross-country, and I arrived in uh, San Francisco, and then I saw these movements, and I was attracted to it. I was always a very traditional athlete, competed in tennis, field hockey, basketball, from a very young age throughout college. So I was always attracted to physical movement, but Tai Chi, Qigong, and Kung Fu are physical exercises, but with an energetic component. Mm-hmm. So that's that's. So I lived a very, very traditional life until that car accident, which which brought me into the other realm of energy, and that mm-hmm. piqued my interest as well as so many people being drawn to California during that period. And there I was in the middle of it, and I just thrived, and it helped me so much physically. That's the really amazing thing about energy medicine is that in the form that I've done it through Chinese exercise and Chinese medicine through acupuncture and Chinese herbology is mm-hmm. that it heals the energy body, the energy energetic part of ourselves through physical treatment, through physical exercise, through physical, physically being stimulated by an acupuncture needle, physically stimulated through the chemical constituents of Chinese herbs. Mm -hmm. And also massage, I mean, physical massage that has an energetic counter, Mm. you know, counterpart. So it's... It it brought me to the experience of not just physical stimulation, but energetic as well. And they both exist, and and without both of them being integrated and stimulated within the body, you really can't be fully healthy. Mm -hmm. So when you just mentioned about energy medicine being woo-woo, I'm right there with you. I... You know, you can imagine living in San Francisco and how much of of that kind of um, experience is there to be had, but I've always gravitated to the more solid, the more centered, the more integrated form of energy medicine with the physical. And I, for me, when it gets too far out into the energetic side and it's missing the physical, it doesn't have the balance I need. And so that's probably what gravitated you to me to have me mm-hmm. speak to your, to your listeners is that you felt, you felt that immediately, which thank you very much for that. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, I've I've been um, practicing qigong. I, I I don't practice it currently right now, just to be honest. But I did uh, when I was in naturopathic school. Uh, I did five semesters, actually, I guess five retreats of qigong, where we would do it just 
for hours and hours and hours, you know, it was like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it was like, I think four days in a row of doing Qigong. And it was amazing. I remember going back to school, just feeling so refreshed. And it was, it was just awesome. Um, there were sometimes it was, it was like getting into it a mode of go, go, go with school and then, and then switching into doing a form of energy work was a bit of a different pace for me. But by the time I left, it was, it was really, really awesome. And I think it's good, especially for, um, for someone like me. I mean, I, I, I have incorporated meditation, uh, but sometimes I'm a bit of a physical kind of person. So incorporating that physicality into it with more with body movement. And so having it be a form of, you know, mindfulness and energy work using, like you said, using the physical component, um, I really love that. Uh, So so I personally think it's really, really great for that reason. So I would love to really get into a bit more of what exactly is Qigong? um, How does it differ from maybe Tai Chi or yoga? And then um, and then it'd be really cool to get into a little bit of the history, because I know that it is a, a bit of an ancient art and it's been it has some some deep roots. Yes, it's um, qigong. Uh, qi means vital energy, and gong means work. So your or cultivation. So qigong is cultivation of qi. And the way it was originally created um, several thousand years ago was as a form of exercise to. As, as applied as medicine. So there are Qigong forms or Qigong sets to balance your hormones, to strengthen your skeletal system, to work with your cardiovascular system, to strengthen the qi of your vital organs. So Qigong has, is, is designed to be applied for specific conditions that a person might have, whereas Tai Chi's or originally began as a martial art. Now, mm. there are many teachers that still teach Tai Chi as a martial art. With the martial art applications, there are kicks and there are pushes and pulls. And when you watch it, it's, a, it's, a, like, like, um, it's just one movement flowing into the next. You do an entire set when you do Tai Chi, whereas Qigong is in, usually individual movements, although there are many sets that flow from one to the other, but you repeat. It's a repetitive movement that you do over and over again, whereas with Tai Chi, you move from one movement to another, and it keeps changing. Mm-hmm. Yoga today, originally, 40 years ago, when I first experienced yoga, in, before Tai Chi, it was mainly done on a mat, and there was a lot of stretching and a lot of working of the spine and Today I see the chi, the type of the yoga very similar uh, to qigong, where a lot of the poses are done standing. And so I used to designate the difference between the two is that yoga is done more on a mat or you know stretching stretches on the floor and uh, working more with the spine, but. I'm really not sure if that applies with how yoga has developed and how I'm seeing it practiced today. But Tai Chi and Qigong are—they're are, um, considered Chinese yoga. So that's why it's so hard for people to understand the differences because they are so similar because they're physical movements that are working and balancing the energy flow. 
And in mm-hmm. Chinese, in the Chinese arts, we call it qi, vital energy. So, and kung fu is um, a more external form, whereas tai chi and qigong are more internal. So, kung fu is very much faster movements and more linear movements. But tai chi, qigong are also considered kung fu. They're just considered internal kung fu. But the the kind of Bruce Lee movements and the I did northern and southern. Um, Charlotte, I did Northern Shaolin and, and Southern Shirley Fat Gong Fu. They all they all have their own their own form and their own way of moving as well, based upon what part of the country they came from. The same thing with the Tai Chi. Tai Chi is based on the families. Each family had their own set that they used to defend themselves as a family against other families. And then through time, Tai Chi has developed more of an exercise for health and longevity, similar to Qigong. Mm-hmm. But um, Tai Chi has been well known in the United States for many, many years. But Qigong is really now just coming into its own. But mm-hmm. as, as I mentioned, it's thousands of years old. And a lot of it came from originally from India, where where the the yogis or the um they came across through china and they taught in the in the buddhist monasteries they they taught taught the movements and they they copied movements off animals so or uh birds or cranes that snakes and and so the movements are are very flowing and very animal you know, a lot of different animal moves, like um, one of the moves in Tai Chi is called Repulse Monkey. Yeah. And and in um, in Qigong, you know, each move has a name associated with nature or with with an animal or with with an energetic feeling of um, just with yin and yang and with the five elements and we have in in qigong we have the five healing sounds where you send energy a color you bathe your vital organ with a color and then you cleanse that organ of an emotion with a sound Mm. so there's many many different ways of working with your body physically and energetically to bring energetic physical balance back back in to center you and to cleanse you and as you had said earlier the first thing i thought about when you brought up qigong is that it is an amazing practice to stop when you're so busy as you were talking about as a student or, or whatever you were doing when you were mm-hmm. practicing qigong to and that's what happens tonight i taught a class and everyone had been at work with all the stresses of work and we just meet outside with nature and we just start doing these breathing exercises first you do a warm up exercise and then you do a cleansing of the vital organs with the healing sounds, and then you do a tapping exercise to open up the vital energy, the flow of chi throughout your meridian pathways, and then you begin breathing in movement with 
the, the, your hands and your knees bending and straightening where you bring together your body, breath, and mind. And then when you're doing that, you can really start feeling chi. And mm-hmm. then after you do that, you do an exercise to connect with heaven and earth. And then a standing like a tree exercise, a walking like a turtle where you're mm-hmm. just f- feeling your body reconnect. And then cleansing your endocrine glands and then, and then nourishing your bones and then developing your your spiritual awareness and your awakening. And then you just finish it off by cleansing yourself of any blockages that you have and doing some deep breathing and then storing the chi that you cultivated through out your practice in your kidneys so that you have it, so you feel if a stressful situation happens, you you have that chi that you've cultivated deep, deep stored within your body that you can use it if you have a very quick stress that happens, which oftentimes can happen in life. So you're prepared to handle anything. I know it's there's very people powerful. probably listening. I'm sure people, I'm sure the people listening going, "Why well, you're going to walk like a turtle? There's no like what is she talking about?" But I have to say for you guys listening, I did qigong and I I had an amazing experience with it, especially the part you just said Shoshana of storing it at the end. I loved that. I I I remember feeling, "Wow, I can really feel this like in my kidneys." It was it was it was awesome. So for the people who I know that there's people listening who are skeptical going, what is she talking about? Let's talk about a bit of health benefits of, of Qigong. And then if there's any research studies that you know of or, you know, any kind of studies to support um, the use of this, I'd love, love to hear those too. Well, the um, it's it's more the you you can uh go to websites and pull up pull up the studies. Um it's not something I have at the tip of my fingers here or tip of my tongue to to share with you, but I can explain it in a way that people can understand that when you do deep breathing, you increase the oxygen that's coming into your body and you're increasing the breath capacity, you're doing deep breathing into your dantian, and you're expanding and contracting your body. And you're What's the dantian? as you're expanding, you don't know what that is. Your dantian is uh, one and a half to two inches below your belly button, and it's the center. It's an area of your energy body, just like your physical body has anatomy and physiology. So does your energy body, and the energy body has dantians, which is a place where there's very, very highly rotating energy that feeds the energy of the rest of the body. And in Tai Chi and Qigong, we concentrate our mind on our lower dantian. It's an inch and a half to two inches below the belly button. And this is considered the energetic center of healing in the body. So uh, when you breathe, you breathe low into your diaphragm and down into your belly, and that expands and opens up the capacity of your lungs to bring in air, to bring in oxygen, and then that oxygen feeds the rest of your body. That's why you feel so energized. And then the other thing is it calms the body. It works with the nervous system. 
and specifically the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the calming aspect of our nervous system. And so it, it balances the nervous system. It also balances the hormones. When you do the energizing endocrine glands, you are... You are concentrating on all your endocrine glands, and you're giving them attention, you're giving them energy, and when you do that, you are balancing them. That one is a little bit harder to grasp according to a Western scientific approach. But more understandable is the strengthening and the stretching of your muscles, Your musculature becomes more pliable and more flexible through the movements, and um, you increase balance. So that's a a physical change that happens where when you do walking like a turtle, you shift your weight from one leg to the other. So you put the heel down of, of, let's say, your right foot and then your toe, and then you shift all your weight to your right leg. And then you slowly, slowly shift your weight over to your left leg. Your knee bends, your right leg straightens, and then you pick up your right foot and bring it in. And the whole time, you're balancing on your left knee. So Qigong increases balance. There, there is a study that was done about Tai Chi where older people that had done Tai Chi had less incidence of falls and less incidence of, of course, if they have less falls, they'll have less fractures. So, so this balancing, this slow movement is what increases balance and centers the body and at the same time increases the strength of your quadriceps and your hands hamstring muscles at the same time. And then it also calms the heart and pacifies the spirit. It helps with, when, when you calm yourself, it helps with, um, with blood pressure. There are m- many instances of people that have high blood pressure that get rid of it through practicing Qigong. Mm-hmm. And, um, this happens through a calming of the heart and spirit and a strengthening of the kidney energy of the body, which which nourishes um, the the energy of all the organs. And uh, let's see, what else can I share with you about that? Um, well, I just Googled, I just went into PubMed and, and typed in Qigong, and there's over 400 studies that use the word Qigong in their research. And there's it looks like there's research studies being conducted with many different kinds of health um, you know, diseases and, and disorders using Qigong, and it's, it's amazing how much this has actually been studied. Uh, and I think, like you said, a lot of this comes down to um, the stress reduction, the breath work. Um, the use of, of chi, and I know this has been studied in you know many of the Asian cultures for for years. What what kind of health conditions have you seen that this has improved um, in your experience? And what you know for people listening, if they deal with specific health issues, who should be looking to to do uh, qigong? Uh, I've helped a lot of women with their fertility uh, because uh, they are very 
stressed with a lot of anxiety and very, very tight within themselves and to the point of hardly breathing, uh, being very nervous. And um, so practicing of Qigong has really helped them to slow down and center themselves and reconnect with themselves. And according to the energy medicine that I've studied, um, fertility comes, problems with fertility oftentimes come because the woman is not truly connecting within herself and is all over the place. And so the practice of Qigong helps her to become more centered within herself and connected within herself physically and energetically. And that gives her what she needs also to strengthening her kidney energy. In Chinese medicine, it's the liver, kidney, and spleen energetics that need to be balanced in order to enhance fertility. And so I've seen it as as a wonderful, powerful healing technique for women to do in addition to their acupuncture, Chinese herbs, and and even if they're doing um, Western medical treatments to help their fertility. It's just been a great great addition. And so I did mention anxiety. It's it's excellent for anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, again, because of, as I mentioned, it calms the heart and the spirit. Mm-hmm. And it's also good for fatigue, chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia, which, as I'm sure you know, there are so few treatments out there, and also for Lyme's disease. Mm-hmm. Um so it it strengthens the chi vital energy of the organs and it strengthens the chi of the entire body and there's qigong movements to also increase brain the mental concentration and 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 capacity of the mind and so when all of this come puts to get gets put together the body heals itself naturally and qigong is an excellent way for someone to do that through daily practice uh digestive problems i've seen uh people really help themselves quite a bit uh through strengthening the energetics of their spleen through qigong the spleen governs transportation and transformation of food in the body and so when you balance the spleen energy uh, many of the qigong movements work with the energy of the spleen as well as the sound of the spleen and the healing sounds and so when that happens the body begins to digest better and the increase the breathing and the expanding and contracting in the lower dantian in the belly that expansion and the contraction naturally helps to increase the digestive um, ability of the body. And so also in that area, of course, lower is the intestines. And so many problems when people have problems with their intestines is also because of the stress they're under and because of the de-stressing through Qigong, people can help themselves with um, elimination problems as well. 
Got it. And awesome. and lung lung problems too, of course, because of the increase in lung capacity and asthma and allergies and things like that. Mm-hmm. Did you say any kind of like neurological decline? Did you mention that for brain disorders? Well, it Tai Chi especially has been is very well known for Parkinson's disease, and I've 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 had. Um, students with Parkinson's, and it's been very, very helpful uh, to uh, with their walking and with their ability to stand and their coordination. Uh, so yes, it's it's very good. And and as you must know, acupuncture is excellent for neurological conditions. So mm-hmm. Tai Chi and Qigong work very similar to acupuncture in how it opens up the flow of vital energy through the meridians and and so it's also it's also very helpful for neurological conditions. Mhm. And so in your experience, I mean you've recommend been obviously prescribing this for for many years for your patients. What are what are some is there maybe a specific person or a case you can think of where this really helped to turn around their ailments? Well, one of my one of my students uh, had um, debilitating fibromyalgia, pain that just throughout her entire body could hard could hardly move. And she practices qigong every day, and it has it has completely helped her eliminate the pain. And if the pain does does come you know, as as fibromyalgia is a chronic condition, when she does her qigong, it eases it. But overall, she's had 80% improvement in the level of pain in her body. That's awesome. It's really, really cool. And it's what's amazing is that it's completely non-toxic, right? You're not even taking anything. It's just using movement and energy to heal the body. It's really profound. And it's from a naturopathic medicine perspective, you know, one of our main tenets is first do no harm. It's starting with the least invasive and working up from there. And it's just, there's really nothing more, you know, naturopathic than, than that. So it's, it's really, it's very, very powerful, really amazing. So what about frequency of doing Qigong? Is it something you can do once a day, once a week, you need to do it a few times? What do you see is the frequency to, to get the benefits of, of this? It it really depends on the person, but generally speaking, once a day is is the best for a person. But if a person can only practice it once a week, it's better than not at all. And mm-hmm. an average of 20 minutes to 60 minutes a day is recommended. But if you can only do 10 minutes and you do that every day, Again, it's better than not doing it. So I'm I'm very flexible with how I work with people. Some people only do qigong that once a week or twice a week that they meet me at class. Some people have a hard time practicing at home or following. You can use a DVD or a book with qigong. Tai Chi, you must learn with the teacher. But uh, everybody is different, so it's really hard to give you you know, a set answer for that. I, I really mm-hmm. work individually with people. and But yeah. but you can feel the benefits just in the first time that you practice it. You don't have to be a master to mm-hmm. feel, feel the benefits, 
But as I notice with um, three of my Qigong students tonight, finally, after it's, they've, they've been with me every week for about three years, and it was amazing to watch them tonight because they finally got it. You just have to keep practicing it over and over again. It takes time in order to coordinate the body, breath, and mind to a, a place where when you're moving, you, you have to get your physical body out of the way. It's not just a physical movement, but you, while you're moving, you're balancing the yin and yang energy, the the hard and soft, the empty and the full, the male and female, the internal and, and external, the hot and the cold, you know, the all the different aspects of your body simply from shifting your weight from side to side as you move your hands. And it's body, breath, and mind. The mind aspect of it is where you're placing your eyes because your eyes create the intention and the E. It's like they call it a mind fist. And so you coordinate your body, breath, and mind as you move. And that takes time to get. But my students are absolutely amazed that even in one class, the first class, they feel an amazing improvement in, in, in how they feel relaxed afterwards and energized at the same time. Hmm. One of the things you said that I remembered from doing Qigong a ways back was about the masculine and the feminine, and there's specific movements um, for that. And I have a question that, that kind of sprung off of that. So let's say a woman is more in her masculine or a man who, you know, is more like kind of an feminine and they want to develop um, a particular way of being for themselves. Is it something they can use Qigong to like a woman being more in her feminine? Is it something that you've seen that they can do or is it just specific a woman does this, a man does that? Well, I've seen women who could not defend themselves because they were so internal mm-hmm. and so afraid of being themselves, mm. um, completely come out of their shell and find themselves and their strength and their outward, you know, and the str- the outward is more yang, the inward and retracted is yin. So I've watched many, many women empower themselves as very strong, vibrant, uh, chi warriors is what I call them. And, and I tease them, I say, no wimpy chi, because I teach them how to hold themselves in a way that's upright and connected from above and, and rooted below. And to Qigong and Tai Chi very much works with your structure, your internal structure, as well as your physical structure. So the way you hold your body, so many times if a person doesn't feel outgoing or good about themselves, their their back is rounded, their spine is concave. And when I work with them, I teach them to elongate their spine and to feel the energy from the t- very top of the head, which we call 100 meeting point, right down to the bottoms of their feet, kidney one, bubbling well point. And so when that happens and they keep creating that position with their physical body, the energy 
just starts flowing, and they feel they feel this power, this this very very strong female power. Now, power you might think more as a male characteristic, but so that's how the female they're female, but they're strengthening their yang at the same time, which is male energy, and so they become very balanced, and this allows them to defend themselves. It strengthens what we call the Wei Qi, which is the defensive Qi that flows right underneath the skin. And so when I teach them standing like a tree, they're expanding and they're contracting, and they're expanding and contracting to the border, the very border of their skin, not past their skin. So they're not expanding outward, but they're only expanding out to their border. And this strengthens their internal energetic structure and strengthens their defensive chi in every aspect of their being. And so they just feel stronger and more able to defend themselves, whether it's a virus, whether it is a a toxic energy of another person or someone that in their life that has always comes and tries to infiltrate them. They've developed this sense of, of, of female strength and power that they never felt in their whole life. So that question brought this whole story mm. to you and I That's amazing. and it's just beautiful. It's just beautiful to watch. It is beautiful. Well, I know there are people listening going, okay, I'm ready to, to do some Qigong. So <laughs> people listening, how can they learn to do this? Where do they start? What what are some resources that you can recommend? Well, there's a National Qigong Association that has an annual gathering every year. They're having one coming up this summer, nqa.org. So there are always a lot of wonderful teachers from around uh, around the country that, that teach there so they could go uh, to the gathering this summer. You can also... Um, look up on nqa.org. They have a list of teachers, so you could type in your area code and find a teacher in your area. There are also many DVDs and many books that you can learn from, and anybody, any age, any ability can do Qigong. That's the beautiful thing about it. So um, there are many different ways. And you can just go into your local health food store and see if they have somebody that they can recommend. And sometimes there's a holistic magazine that lists people. And many physicians know of local Qigong teachers. I I have uh, physicians refer to me all the time now. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure just going on to YouTube, right, you can find some probably pretty good videos on on YouTube on Qigong. Oh, yes. You can just start with one movement. You don't Mm -hmm. have to learn an entire extensive set. You can do one movement, and and Mm -hmm. you can get a lot of benefit from it. So it doesn't have to be complicated. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very easy. it's very e- very easy to learn. All you need that's the beauty of it. It all you need is your breath and your your body and you can do it seated. You can do it laying down. <laughs> you can any as I said, anybody, any ability can do it. And they they play videos in um sometimes in in hospital settings to help people rehabilitate after oh, surgery yeah. or awesome yeah well you don't need a lot of equipment body and breath that's all you need so no excuses right and your mind body breath and mind 
in mind. <laughs> well, I don't always have that, but, you know, I got the first two. Um, <laughs> awesome. Um, anything else we haven't mentioned about Qigong you wanted to say before we wrap it up? Just that it can change your life. If you're if you're struggling, if you need something to help you break through for creativity, for healing yourself where nothing else has done it, the beauty of it is that you do it for yourself, that the healing comes from within you and you can practice it every single day. And all you have to do is put your mind to it, find that special place that you want to practice, find the illustration with the written word of what to do, and and go for it. It's, it mm-hmm. can literally change your life. And I hope, mm-hmm. I hope the, that your listeners give themselves a, a moment to, to uh, experience it. It's really, really profound. Mm-hmm. If you guys listening, do some Qigong. I'd love to hear from you. You can go ahead and send me a message and let me know um, how how it's going. I'd love to hear. And um, Shoshana, thank you so much for doing this very interesting topic. We haven't talked about this at all on the show in my four-plus years of doing the radio show. So uh, thank you for sharing something totally new with us and for your gifts to the world and how much you're really helping people. So I just want to acknowledge you for that, and thank you for sharing your time with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me tonight. Yeah, of course. Have a wonderful night. All right, you guys, that is the show, and that was all about Qigong. You can learn more about Shoshana at healing4u.com. That's healing, the the number four, the letter u.com. And, uh, yeah, I'd love to hear how it goes for you guys. Have a wonderful rest of your evening. Enjoy the week, and I will check you guys next week. Take care. Love you guys. Bye. Get ready for hard work, for high expectations, for high fives, for you've got this, for I did it, for you're hired, you've got it in you. Now let us bring it out of you. If you're as serious about your success as we are, bring it. Visit rmu.edu today. Robert Morris University. Get ready. How do you feel about your office? Is it just a space for employees to work? Or is it a space where your employees do their best work? When you're in the right space, it can bring your teams closer together and be where the best talent wants to work. When you're in the right space, it can make your life easier. Whether it's a new HQ or a satellite office, with WeWork, you can find a space that works for you. Visit we.co slash space matters to learn more.